a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. And you need a couple of things to be successful in the real world, I've found. You need a roof over your head, obviously. You need some source of income, so a job, ideally. And you need friends. And surprisingly to me, I figured that getting the job and getting the apartment was going to be the most difficult thing I had to do. And don't get me wrong, those two things have been very difficult, specifically getting an apartment in New York. But I was surprised to find that making friends, especially as an adult, especially in a new city, was incredibly difficult. I've talked to my own friends about this because I do have friends, but I've talked to them about how they're meeting new people, how they make new friends, how you navigate these adult friendships that aren't formed over late night study sessions or, you know, running into each other's dorm rooms. And no one seems to have a great answer. It seems like everyone has different stories. So I've asked our guest to come talk to me about that today since she has access to a large community, BuzzFeed. Rachel Wilkerson Miller is the senior lifestyle editor at BuzzFeed. And she seems to know a lot about making friends as an adult, breaking up with friends as an adult, and has moved around a lot herself, so has had to put all of these thoughts into practice. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you here today. And it's great just to talk to someone who can just bounce ideas off of me of, of what you feel like it's been like to make friends as a 20-something as an adult. It sounds silly. It sounds like it isn't that big of a deal. Like you just say hello to someone, but I've particularly found it to be a really weirdly hard thing to no, do. No, it, it's incredibly hard. And I think that a lot of people share your sentiment. And only in the past few years, I feel like, is it something people are more comfortable talking about? I think for a long time, there's this feeling like you're the only one and you sort of feel like a loser, or like who can't make friends? Like it shouldn't be this hard. But it right. is hard. And I think just the more that people are having to move around to get a new job or whatever it might be, which is just incredibly common now in your 20s, it's like you have, you might find yourself starting over two or three times in your 20s or even in your 30s and 40s. And it's frustrating and it's, it's a bummer. So I think having an actual strategy for it makes a ton of sense. How many places have you moved and quote unquote started over where you've had to meet new people? Okay, so <laughs> let's see. After college, I went to New York. Then I went back to Michigan, where I'm from. Um, but most of my friends weren't there anymore. So I kind of went through a little bit of making new friends there or reconnecting with old ones. Then Houston. And then I'm in back to New York again. So I, four times, I guess. Four times. Okay. So you've described yourself, I found, where somewhere where you've described yourself as kind of a friendship pickup artist. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what some of like your pickup lines have been for, for meeting new friends? Yeah. Uh, when I when I moved to Houston, that was the truth thing where I had no one, like except for my now husband. I didn't know anybody there. So I had to be really not aggressive, but very like deliberate about making new friends, especially because I was working in a company that only had like eight people. I mean, one of the guys that I worked with, like I said, is now one of my best friends, but it just wasn't that like huge corporate with place with a bunch of 20 somethings like that wasn't it at all. So I really had to like approach it like I would dating and say like, okay, this is a priority for me. How much like I should put in like X hours a week or like, how am I putting myself out there? Like really comparing it to dating in my head made it mm -hmm. so much easier. So in terms of like a pickup line, I wouldn't say it's really a line, but for me, <laughs> ask, asking a genuine question is a really good way to start a conversation because it shows curiosity and friendliness. And then the answer can, you know, lead to sort of more conversation. My like favorite go-to is just asking somebody about something like that they're wearing or like that they own. So if I were in a workout class 
with a woman, I might compliment her on her shoes and say like, oh, I've been thinking about buying similar ones because people tend to really enjoy talking about the things that they purchased or that they like or that they own or even that they purchased and don't like. So they'll Mm -hmm. start talking to you like about, oh, yeah, I got them on sale or they'll give you a tip about where, you know, like, oh, I didn't like them at first. But now, like when I realize like if you swap out the laces, they're so much better. I mean, that you know, something sort of silly like that. But those sorts of conversations just like lead to more friendliness and conversation. So from one conversation, I might not say like, oh, we should go get coffee after this. But once you've sort of done that little intro conversation, then the next time I would see them in maybe the same workout class, I would just say like, hi, how are you? And sort of just treat them like we know each other. And then just it kind of builds from there. So you just sort of need that in to make the first conversation happen. And then you establish that little bit of a connection and it's so much easier to keep talking the more you see each other around. You're so much braver than me with, <laughs> for, for lack of a better term, making the first move. Like that's just not, that's so not me. I'm so much the person that we, I feel like all the new friends I've made have has just sort of been by accident or by proximity. Like I feel like so many of them are coworkers and just because we've sat next to each other for now over a year and we've gotten to know each other and, and that's sort of how it's happened. Like I, I'm so not that type of person. And I don't know how, if people are like me and they're just like painfully introverted, would be able <laughs> right. to put themselves out there. I guess when you move to a new city, that's yeah. that's step one. You like yeah, really got to do it. But that's definitely, that would make it harder. And I think one thing to rely on and that I kind of go back to as a really great way of making friends is by creating routines. Because like if you go to the same workout class every week at the same time, you're likely going to start to see the same people. And so when you've seen somebody three times, you know, even if you are an introvert, it's a little bit easier to tell yourself, they're probably not going to think I'm weird if I say that. Like they recognize your face by now, you know? So it's, it, yeah. it's sort of silly to act like, oh, well, we see each other at this coffee shop every single Saturday morning and you haven't noticed me. Like, no, of course they've noticed you. And so right. the routine makes it, I think, makes me more comfortable with things and just reminding myself that like, yeah, everybody, everybody here starts to recognize people. That's a completely normal thing. Do you remember like your first adult friend, like your first a grown-up friendship that you made? So my first like big move after college was to New York actually, and I had moved with a friend. So we had each other, but we didn't really have any other friends. And so my first real friend in the city was actually a friend from high school who I hadn't talked to in several years. And he found out I had moved and like messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, like if you ever want to get together in the city, just let me know. And I just sort of blew it off because I hadn't talked to him in years or just didn't think he really meant it. And then after a few months, it was like, you know, maybe I will do that because I don't really have anyone else. And Mm -hmm. so I went and hung out with him and his friends. And it was just like, oh my God, why did I wait so long to do this? We had so much fun. And then I like met all of his friends too. So it was like, it opened up sort of a new social opportunity to me. So it was sort of like a friend from high school became a true adult friend. But at the same time, we hadn't talked in so long that it sort of felt like a new friend. And I had a similar experience to you also where I think I also moved to New York. I had a few friends from college, but for the most part, I've said this before, all my friends have stayed in Chicago where I went to school and I kind of had to start fresh here. And you mentioned before that you feel like in the past couple of years, people have started talking about this idea of adult friendships and mm-hmm. and the difficulty of making friends as you grow older. Why do you think there is that difficulty? And why do you think people have been like, I don't know if I really want to talk about it. It feels makes me feel weird. It makes me feel like a loser. I think there's just this idea 
that friendship is easy, which I think is actually a really toxic idea. I think that um, it does a disservice to friendships because on the one hand, we act like, oh, you know, friendships are so important. I mean, that was sort of a central theme of sex in the city that like you should have this group who's your, your who always has your back. They're like your second family. But then we act like that should be easy to establish, which is sort of silly. Like you can't just like make these important bonds happen without any effort. And I think that we put so much emphasis on dating and like you give like in a women's magazine, you're going to see all these tips on like how to pick up guys. But like, can you imagine if women's magazines like gave tips on like how to make friends and like, you know, sort of like gave that same weight to those relationships. I mean, and I think we sort of should value them in that way and talk about them more as the important and sometimes hard relationships that they are. Absolutely. And You've written a lot about this topic for BuzzFeed. You've written a lot about, you know, the differences between making your friends in your 20s versus your 30s. And and I'm curious, you have access to such a large community of people at this age, at this stage of life, this, mm-hmm. you know, coveted millennial group of people. Right. What have you found are some anxieties of this community when it comes to making friends and, and like obstacles people have said to you when you've reached out about? about how difficult it is. I think there's a belief that everybody has all of the friends they need by a certain age. So a lot of people assume that other people aren't looking for new friends. So a lot of times I suggest like if you're going to suggest an activity to a potential new friend, you just say like, oh, look, we should go do this. I'm trying to make new friends. And you kind of just slip that in there because usually the other person is super relieved to hear that. And they'll say like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that. Like I am the same way, you know, like so just take comfort in the fact that this is a common problem and you're not the only one. And by putting it out there, that can can help alleviate that. I think there's also a lot of anxiety about making friends with people who are in different life stages. So there's this belief mm-hmm. that if you're single, people in relationships won't have time to be friends with you or won't be interested in being friends with you. Or like if you know, you're know you married but don't have kids and people with kids won't want to be friends with you, they'll only want to be friends with other people's children. And again, I think that like, I think there's some truth to that and like having common life experiences going on at the same time. But it's it's also so limiting, and I think, um, you know, one model that's not as common anymore is people have stopped going to church as much. But when, I think like having communities with people of different ages, so they sort of have like different needs and that they can like fulfill and meet for each other. That like, you know, if I don't have kids, it doesn't mean I don't want to be friends with somebody who doesn't have a kid. And actually, I might have more time to be friends with them than their other friends with kids in their lives because like I, you know, don't have a kid of my own to take care of. So. I think that people tend to limit themselves about like who they can and should be friends with and like taking a step back and kind of considering maybe you don't need to put all those boundaries in place up front. Maybe you just need to be open to people in very different life stages. I think that that's a great point and something that resonates a lot with me in that so many of my friends are at least two years older than me. So many of my coworkers are older than me and they've become really good friends and I think it's really valuable for people my age to have friends at different life stages who can be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is how you do it. And this is how you Completely. navigate that. And this is how you like solve your problem. And it's just like yeah. having a ton of older siblings. And it's exactly. great. And I love yeah, it. My, my first friend, my really good friend in Houston was a coworker who I think is like 12 years older than me, maybe. And we we got along great. We're still good friends. But yeah, just like him being able to like just provide that like older sibling advice when I was going through relationship stuff because he had been married for a long time was truly so incredibly helpful and wonderful. And I, you know, I'm so glad that I didn't think that like, oh, this guy who's sort of like a tech guy who's several years older than me, like we couldn't be friends when he turned out to be one of my best friends. I think that's the other hard thing about being an adult and like figuring out where to meet new people other than the office is 
you don't have the same access to extracurricular activities. Like right. there aren't there aren't tons of clubs that you want to join to pad your resume or because you know there's flyers mm-hmm. all over campus telling you to to join and there's new student fairs every year telling you what to join and sign up for. Like how do you find this is a whole probably a bigger conversation about like figuring out what you like to do in your free time. Right, but what are some things, things yeah. that you've yeah, but what are some things that you've do, like hobbies that you've taken up or mm-hmm. or things that you've tried in different cities? Yeah, that I, mean, have I think it's it sort of um, you're so right that like the lack of extracurriculars is a huge part of the problem. This was something that was definitely more of an issue for me when I moved back to Michigan because I was like living with my family and there were just like not a lot of right. people my age. So it was a lot like, you know, it was a very weird time. So I found that like you'd sort of be surprised by like even in a small town in the Midwest that like there were a lot of things that I could get into like going to the farmer's market. Like there were people who were into like healthy eating there because that was the thing I was into, you know? So like Mm -hmm. finding just like the one thing. And even if the version of it that exists in your city isn't huge, it's totally worth checking out and seeing like, you know, there, there are a surprising number of things to do around interests in every city. The other thing that I've heard people say time and again, I personally haven't used it, my husband did, um, is that meetup.com is actually really amazing for oh, finding- I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's just it's sort of just like people with shared interests making plans to do that thing in their city. Um, so he used it to find people to golf with when we moved to New York because he really missed golfing and didn't have anyone to go with. So he just found a group of people who were planning a golf outing one day and like just went to the golf outing. So it's just like, there are sort of, someone for everyone and people are looking and using it. So that's another cool opportunity. And Reddit, it would be another one like Reddit has a lot of subreddits for different cities. So you might find, or you could do like a subreddit for the thing you're interested in. Like if it's hiking, you know, you might be able to find that too. But I would say trying the specific city and then posting and just saying like, Hey, I just moved here. I'm really interested in X. Like, does anyone know of any like cool things to do or like any groups that do this and just asking the question and seeing what's out there. That's great. And I mean, my mom's advice to me was always like, she always said, why don't you just go knock on your neighbor's door and see if they have any eggs or see if they have any sugar? And I was like, right. I'm not going to do that. Right. <laughs> Great suggestion. But, you, but Right. I was like, I don't think you can just go door to door in New York and be like, oh, do you have any extra eggs? But she like, she really wanted me to do that in my building. But had it's, they posted something about like a run club or something like that, that would have been a different story. Yeah. And I think just like being the one to post those things sometimes, you know, sometimes you do have to take that initiative. But depending on your building and where you live, I mean, I know a lot of people who've like made friends with or dated people who live in their building. So it could be the kind of thing that like if you're having a party, you and you know that the person who lives across the hall seems like, you know, they're your age. They seem like they might be your people. You could just invite them to the party. Like that seems normal. Or you could like if you have extra food that you just make, like, hey, do you want some of this? So, you know, like there's. I yeah, feel like extra food. I don't recognize, but, but yeah, but like, yeah. you know, there's, there's excuses to strike up a conversation with people in your building that might lead to like, oh, like we're doing this this weekend. You should come along. Yeah. I mean, that, I think yeah. a lot of it comes down, it sounds like, to putting yourself out there. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, just similarly, it sounds like you said you have a lot of friends that stayed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like, or did you ever see from your interactions with the community that, having a ton of close personal friends that lived that were long distance that lived somewhere else altogether ever kind of like hindered abilities to make new friends like I think that probably was really that was one of the really hard things for me it was like I spent so much time thinking about what my friends were doing in Chicago or I spent so much time thinking about when I could go visit them that 
I didn't fully invest myself in a new life here. I don't know if you ever had similar experiences. Yeah, I've had some similar conversations about that. And I think that kind of comes down to this question of like, how much do you value in real life friends who you see face to face? And how much do you just value like the support that comes from friendships that where you have a lot in common, and you have a shared history? And it's really kind of a personal choice. And so it's funny because for me, like, I mean, my entire job is communicating with people on the internet. So like Mm -hmm. if I am G chatting during the day with my best friend in Washington, DC, that's really valuable to me. And I feel really supported. And I don't feel like that's weird. Like all my friends are, you know, I only talk to them online because to me, like we, we grew up on the internet. We know how to communicate really well that way. So I think for other people, it might look like, like you're a loser, like you should meet friends in real life, which I sort of understand where they're coming from, but it's also kind of like, well, I need to decide what makes me feel supported. And like, if you're the kind of person who's going to feel kind of like lonely or sad, if you don't have somebody to go to the movies with you in your new city, then I think you should put some focus on making in real life friends in your city. But I like for me, I am totally fine with going to movies by myself. So I'm like, I'd rather, you know, make sure that I'm nurturing my friendships. So it's, it's a balance that comes down to sort of your personal goals and how you communicate with people. And I think it's, it's one of those that you can't let other people dictate for you or worry about like, perception of like what it means to not have friends in real life because I think that can get very like stressful and and you have to kind of focus on what you want just like with dating like if everyone's telling you that you should be dating and you don't really feel like you should be dating like then don't you shouldn't you know like it's it's yeah then you shouldn't be doing it yeah so right I think it kind of comes down to also like knowing when to quit like similar to dating like you know I've found that in a lot of times I would rather FaceTime with a friend that I went to college with then drive like like especially in Houston when the traffic is horrible and I would have to like <laughs> drive you know across the city and sit in traffic to have coffee with somebody who like I wasn't super geeked about like you know there were times when I just didn't really want to do that I just wanted to hang out with the people that I knew and so again like to an outsider it's like well you should be putting yourself out there and it's like well no like I'm not unhappy I don't feel bad about my friendships or like how this is working out for me. So, you know, you can't let other people sort of dictate what a friendship should look like or how many friends you should have. Yeah, that would be great. And I think that the best advice that anyone can give you is that you should do what feels right for you, which sometimes feels like a cop out piece of advice. But I I think I mean, that's from any from all the conversations I've had on this show, I think what I've learned is that there's not, I mean, there are a couple like answers for how certain things should be done, really concrete things should be done. But mm-hmm. when it comes to getting, figuring out who you're going to be in this new stage of your life, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's about what your comfort level is. And it's kind of nice that now that you're out of school and out of like very structured environments, you can kind of figure out whatever you want to do and however you want to keep moving forward. It's kind right. of cool. I yeah, like it. I, I think it's just good to like stop and take a second to sort of cut through the pressure you might feel. And I think too, when you've moved away and all your friends are in another city and like you see them posting pictures of all the fun things they're doing, there can sometimes be this urge to like, oh, like I'm not posting fun pictures. Like I, what do they think of me? Like I must look like a loser and those sorts of things. Um, right. So kind of sitting down and thinking like, is this, are these feelings my feelings? Is this pressure real or is it imaginary? And like, how do I actually feel about it? is so valuable. And and figuring out sort of your own goals and needs is like kind of one of the best parts about adulthood because you have the freedom to just say like, you know what, like no thank you to that thing that everyone else is doing or thinks that I need. Like adult owning your own choices is just to me one of the best parts about being an adult. I completely agree. It's I mean, sometimes it's overwhelming when mm-hmm. you have to deal with like 
purchasing, signing a lease for an apartment and like owning that choice and things like right. that. But when it comes to making your own friends and, and doing your own thing on the weekends and mm-hmm. figuring out your own personal like mottos and things like that for, yeah. for moving forward, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Rachel, it's been so fun to talk to you. I love talking to people who have shared similar experiences with me and kind of get it, what what this early 20-something experience is like and what, what we're all going through. So I really appreciate your advice and your personal stories from all of your different moves. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Yes. And like I said, Rachel's written a ton about making new friends at BuzzFeed. So you can find her there under Rachel Wilkerson Miller. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today for Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like for me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Sam Zabel and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Eininghel, and our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. And don't forget to grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Sabell, and I'll see you next time. 